0: Hello, welcome back to another episode of the Estonian Football Podcast. We are very honoured and excited to welcome Estonian legend, Joel Impera. Thank you for coming on, Joel. How are you doing today?
1: I'm okay, though. It's uh, snowy and looking forward for the new season, but... uh... Lots of stuff going on now in Estonia. So, kids, dogs, uh, soccer, football, uh, looking looking really for the season and uh, sunny weather again.
0: So, that brings us on to the first question then. Kalev now being in the Premier League. Obviously, circumstances over the last two weeks have changed, but how excited are you for Kalev being in the Premier League? Uh,
1: I mean, uh, it's a tough question. I've been t- going it through every day. So, uh, we are we are really excited to get the place. But same how uh, always uh, if you want to be really professional, you have to prepare. As a former f- professional football player and now the club sporting director and uh, board member, so I'm really, really a little bit worried about if I can manage to get all the things right. Most likely not. It's quite impossible to get three in three weeks everything going well. But I mean... Uh, our focus is just to do our best and, uh, and for us it has been uh, quite easy, easier step than all the other clubs because uh, we wanted to go up and uh, we did everything last year. Unfortunately, the last game of the league decided that we were, uh, had to play the promotion games and uh, December, early December we already put the plans, what we're going to do, plan A, plan B so if you're there and then we had that plan b going on and now in february in february uh, the plans changed so we had to go back to plan a so <laughs> so actually actually we had some plans and uh, many we had the uh, players who we wanted also to, to top divisions we couldn't get them and also uh little bit uh, confusing times, really busy times, but uh, we are excited because we do our best and if it works out, then we would be really happy.
0: So did you have like a list of players that you wanted to have if you stayed in the ESA Liga and then a list of players if you did, you know, win the game against Mardu or Mecca to go up? Was there a list of players there that you thought, right, we want? And then obviously most of them have probably gone now since...
1: Yes, uh, for sure. And already before the end of the season... Some players who were a corporation with other clubs, also with some players, we were looking already before the end of the season, already November, we knew that they're not going to continue in their clubs. And we we would uh, like to have them. But uh, this didn't happen with, let's say, I can say just a number, three players. We agreed already that if we go to top division, we're going to have them. And none of them are today in our club. So they are in other Premier League clubs. And uh, it's because they couldn't wait uh, longer than uh, the preseason and start of the January. So that that's the way it is. But we, like I say, most likely we're gonna have our team completed two, three days before the kickoff, the season kickoff. Also, this year the kickoff is quite early. I remember when it was six of March; it gave us an extra week. Today, now this season, it's first of March. It's already we're losing one week, but uh, I'm, I'm not worried about it because we have also uh, most of the team completed and uh, we're going to have uh, three, four, uh, three to four additions uh, coming week for sure. So that that will make uh, most of the most of it, and uh, and then we gonna enjoy the pro- progress uh, and uh, set up uh, more focus on uh, July's transfer.
0: Sure. What would you say would be a successful season then for Kalev? Kind of survival or just being? No, uh,
1: I mean, I mean, in these circumstances where we are now, uh, three weeks ahead, going from uh, lower division to top division. I think uh, if you manage to stay in the league, it's successful. But always as a professional, we aim uh, top top six as the number six position. In my eyes, we are able to do it if we can manage to do everything okay in July. Because uh, COVID has affected all the teams now and affected us also. I think we're gonna miss. Uh, it's it's the worldwide news every day. So and it has been three years. So we can't get away from that. So I think first one of two games we're missing uh, uh, three to five lineup players because of the COVID. They got just yesterday or the day before uh, positive PCR tests and uh ten days away, so the league starts actually in uh, eight to nine days, so no practices with the team and everything so but uh yes, I can answer you like this we we are really happy to work on staying in the league, but we aim to be first time uh, since we've been in the club seven or seven or six position so so and it all depends on me and coaching stuff and the club, how we react on uh, on the process what comes before the summer and uh, throughout the summer till the end of the season because we have many games and uh, a lot of points will be decided in Estonian Premier League, Premium Liga, uh, end of the season. I've seen it, so, so uh, season goes, 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 but uh, many changes will be in the table in the last five to six games probably.
0: Our fans would be happy to hear that. We've, we've gained a lot of Talina Calle fans on, on our social media. Thanks, um, thanks. That's right, you're welcome. Um, <laughs> would you say that the league seems weaker this year? We've had a lot of people say to us that the league seems weaker than it did last year. It is. I,
1: I might say this, and it's uh, uh, I know it, and that's, uh, if anybody says it's different, most likely they are wrong. I've been in this uh, uh, now for five years after playing professionally and following all the leagues now. And uh, some teams, uh, they dropped down because of economic uh, situations like Vilandi Tulavik from Estonia. They had lots of foreigners. They had a strategy. They had good coaches and uh, they were doing really good job. And uh, then also one other team, uh, Mardu, they dropped down because we get the place. But... Uh, They've been always, I mean, in a top division, they have never been successful. So I don't count them. But also some other teams, they might be weakened. And uh, also why we say the league is weakened a little bit, because a lot of teams have cancelled many preseason games. We cancelled the game yesterday uh, because of the many COVID issues. Uh, I know uh, some teams like Narva Trans uh, borrowed from other clubs on uh, two weeks ahead on a preseason game from other clubs players just to play a friendly games with somebody so and also uh, teams are asking because other teams are not playing asking us to play on a coming week the last last week the uh, last preseason game and they don't have enough players and uh, I mean, it's all the sporting directors club, uh, uh, people who are working every day with it. We are worried, but we are all in the same situation. So uh, with, the, with the, just the putting the team together, uh, we are only one who is behind. All the other teams have completed their uh, uh, teams already, I think, a long time ago. But we, we, our team is not even completed, and now we have also COVID issue, and uh, we had last trialists coming in last uh, week, and they got also positive, <laughs> uh, uh, positive COVID PCRs, so couldn't able to see them, and it's it's a uh, it's a quite of a crazy world today, and also in sports world, so so everywhere, but uh, we live with it, and what when we do, so. Uh, Better to look forward what, what we can do in the future. But the league the league is, in my eyes, definitely weaker.
0: Do you feel like so like the the top four so Flora, Lavadia, Pider, and Yu, that they're just starting to like become like the big four, and then the rest are just falling behind.
1: I think uh, obviously, obviously, like last season. Uh, Flora, Levage and Paida will most likely go on their own way uh, the whole throughout the season. Of course, there can be can be issues for both teams, but I think uh, I think they they have a squad even uh, even with COVID or uh, not COVID. They have a squad that don't affect too much throughout uh, most of the season. So let's say they if they affected out of thirty six games, six games, it in a point count uh, it don't affect too much.
0: So obviously you're very busy at the moment, trying to get players in and so see doing all the other things upstairs with Kalev. Does Does Ragnar help you out? Is he allowed to? Considering he's still playing, or
1: oh Ragnar has helped me out from the first day we came into the board together. So uh, the only issue is, I, I I still he's a good friend of mine and we talk every day. We even chat yesterday. Uh, I was visiting uh, my parents, he was at uh, with kids home. So he hit COVID third time already in one year. No. So <laughs> unfortunate guy, un- unfortunate guy also. And yeah. uh, the only, only thing that I cannot uh, get him is uh, give him a contract to play in color. So <laughs> everything else is uh, committed every day with me. Especially, it was even much easier when he was a professional player in Liverpool or uh, Cagliari in Serie A, because, you know, he was all the time uh, uh, traveling with the team in the hotels, uh, staying before the games, relaxing, so on. Then we had the many long chats, but now he's also active back in Estonia. He's uh, meeting uh, a little bit people, but also uh, getting involved in uh, projects, what we have in the future, so... I'm really happy to have him next to me and close to me that we can connect it, and uh, I think uh, he's the guy also we need in a, in Estonia and in Estonian sports. That uh, if you want to do some larger projects, he's the guy who's definitely behind it. And uh, as a th- as together we we can make a good unit. And uh, very happy that he's involved every day's uh, work and since and. Uh, I have to tell you that since he's uh, not uh, joining the Kalav this season, because I know his quality and the Kalev is not today his quality yet. So that, that's that's uh, for me as a sporting director also, it's very, really realistic. If you can play higher, but you want to play in Estonia, you have to play in one of the top teams to help the teams uh, better compete in Europe. It's money for the small league, it's reputation and everything. And also, if it does good in other clubs, it's good reputation for Kala because he's our club president. Sure. But uh, he's really active to find also a player in centre-defence line. Because uh, that's, that's the weakest uh, link now we have that we need to secure a little bit. We have hired players who can be really in top in Estonian league in uh, forward uh, lines. But in the defence lines, we still, and Ragnar is very active working with me to get the, somehow uh, for our team with our needed uh, defence line uh, replacements for him. So how easy
0: is it to recruit players from abroad to join teams like Kalev? Obviously, last season you are in the ESA Liga and you had a couple of Americans join you. Is it difficult to recruit foreigners to come play in like the second division, but a bit easier now that you're in the Premium Liga? Uh, no.
1: Uh, actually not but the thing is uh, I have players coming in throughout the season from everywhere from Africa from my friends I played in different clubs different uh, nations national team players together many of them work as a coaches work as a club we have uh, quite huge I have built up the network uh, with coaches around the Europe and uh, but I have players coming in, even to the club, and even for me, players coming in and out, uh, emails, CVs, uh, uh, proposals, uh, working. But we set already the target in the start end of uh, January when we knew that uh, end of January we knew that we're gonna be in the second division, that we're gonna push mostly with the, our players. Because uh, last year we had the Nigerian guy, American boys and stuff. So uh, we agreed already that we're going to need a few. We're going to keep maybe the international players. Going to also make some additions from international and keep. But then we stayed as League and then we thought, OK, uh, due to the COVID, a lot of restrictions, a lot of missing games, everything. And uh, I postponed all the, all the activity on the international market. And then suddenly, uh, when we got there, it started really quickly moving again. But we were focusing on different positions, uh, what are our needs, what, how it gets together with our budget and everything. And uh, somehow it's uh, urgent, urgent job, but uh, hopefully we managed to get somebody in. Uh, but it's really, of course, we had already international trialists in. Uh, and we haven't made the uh, option yet if we can uh, have them or not because, like I told you, the league starts one week earlier than it used to be. So also, I'm uh, I ha- I'm now working really hard every day to get uh, final conclusions. But uh, yes, also with me and Ragnar and me in the league, I have proposals. It doesn't matter if you're first league, second league. Players want to come to our club because even in easy league, are we being uh, staying in the top? all the time from the first day of the season.
0: So, Kalev have, we'd say, a decent production with youth players. You know, a lot of players going abroad to Italy, you know, other countries. Is that something you're proud of?
1: I'm most proud of in my whole after-playing career because uh, uh, we we already knew that if we took uh, the club over five years ago, so more than five years ago, we knew that if we're going to push only for the first team and results, most likely, we we cannot, as a former players, we cannot uh, provide uh, a good youth system work. We cannot provide and focus uh, on tryouts, on uh, networks, on connections. And uh, I think Kalev today has most trialists in last three years for the whole Estonian league, even the top clubs. So... I know that our players were in, uh, youth players were in trial in December, in November, in September, in June. So and hopefully we, I'm planning already to get uh, some more trialists maybe now or even in the summer youth players who will make uh, in reserve team as age 15 to 16 debut and hopefully they make already first team debut in the Premier League. And this has been really successful for so, us. So, one of the players uh, I sent to AS Roma, uh, who already t- uh, trained with Mourinho, so he's just, uh, he's turning, uh, I think he's turning uh, 18 this year. So, uh, has been already two years, uh, one and a half year in AS Roma. Uh, the other boy just left to FC Porto, signed professional contract, and we have new m- few more interest. And uh, I think uh, this is this values my job also what I've been creating now that uh, collab is for the youth national team and uh, European top clubs also target a little bit if the players are successful and staying there. Do you stay in contact with
0: them once they've moved on? Or
1: yes, I I'm working with them. I'm uh, helping them to get the career. And also I'm being part of them, uh, their project for the rest of uh, their career, hopefully. So because uh, I think these players uh, like our club, like our work, the parents and the movements, what we have done. So uh, I I will help them through me and Ragnar's knowledge, but I will help them uh, throughout their career if it's it's possible. And I I don't see any reason why not.
0: Going on to, you're talking about, you know, you want the players to come in at 15, 16, making first-team debuts. You started your career, your debut, at 15 years old with Cal U, relatively lower in the leagues at that time, and then jumped straight up to the Premier League. Was was the step-up for you at that young age a, a big leap? No,
1: I was I was ambitious and uh, working hard, did a lot of extra work. And then, then uh, 1999, I got a, a national team debut when I changed out. I think Andres Oper, the uh, biggest top scorer in Estonian national team history. And I just became 18, I think. And it was Tato an Icelandic coach, who took me to the national team. So so it was a little bit different times, I, but I think the work rate has to be the same. So our former player uh, who is now in England, Pascochi, he's a colored player and went to, from Kalev to Flora and Tottenham. And, and I think he made debut also in a national team as uh, age uh, 18, probably, or 17, even. Uh, end of 17 or 18. So it's kind of similarity what was mine. And I think if the players are really good, an Estonian national team is playing this lower level Nations League Cups and qualification groups. So these players... What we're looking to forward uh, in the forward to be stars, Estonian stars, or even top league stars, they have to get their chance. And uh, I'm looking forward to the Estonian national team coaches, count on those players more, because in the end of the day, you need, like in our club, I want that my uh, younger players develop next to some experienced guys, good coaches and young guys so the guys i mean um, who who is just in the team to strengthen one day or two day the team i mean this is this is not uh, in our mentality or uh, project of course you need the squad is always big but in my eyes i'm looking always perspective side which type of players will help the young guys which young guys will make the next step and there is there is a bunch of guys you need just today for for certain uh, certain time so i mean i mean uh, th- that's the way it is today
0: when you were playing did you feel especially when you were younger you know you made your debut for estonia did you always know or feel like you'd have the career that you had like a really successful career
1: yes i mean i mean uh, i didn't think about anything else than being a professional and just play i wanted to play and i wanted to get playing time and throughout all my career i actually have thought behind and if you look at my stats in every club that when I went I was I was willing to leave after second time being on the bench or third time because uh, I just wanted to play and I thought I'm good enough to play in a in a team where uh, the team and coaches like me and uh, this worked out for me so if I didn't do too well I made quick changes on my playing time on my attitude everything that to get back my position and uh, and maybe maybe it has been different when i played in premier league in england or at one of the top four european leagues so maybe it be a different situation and then i didn't know how it goes but on my level i did everything to play and same with same with national team
0: so you you've played in estonia you've played abroad you went to tromso in norway Yes. which is up in the arctic circle was being from Estonia, you know, on the Baltic Sea, was that like was that easy to adapt up there in the cold?
1: Actually, yes, because uh, artificial and uh, also I'm taking some water. Sorry, actually artificial grass but we already train here all the teams on a preseason spring and sometimes when it' snow goes down and fall so most of the stone and leagues on artificial grass like half a year at least at least six months so 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 with uh, all all the preseason and league and everything so but for me it was also about the team and coaches coach was a playing former player from AC Milan, Stenner and also players from different nationalities, uh, Canadian national team players, players from Brazil players from Finland, players from uh, top players from Norway, we had Bosnian keeper from Bundesliga. We had a quite good squad and I think we were competitive all those three years and even we got the bronze. We got, I think, fourth place, sixth place, compared to what Tromso has been long time ago or compared that what Tromso is uh, fighting now last five seasons in the bottom of the league to stay out of the relegation. So, uh, no, it was easy. And uh, we had snow, but also what what makes easier, because if it's a really dark time, we were always in Spain. So we had a off-season season then I was home and then the January, February before the league started in the middle of March th- this time. So we were mostly in Spain or uh, on a preseason camp. So uh, going back and forth. So
0: quite, quite easy. Speaking of Spain, you've scored a goal against Athletic Bilbao. In, yes. Like, European. How, how, how does that feel? Like in their stadium, in Spain?
1: Amazing. The old Bilbao stadium. To be honest, I was uh, with the coaching education group now two times in Bilbao visiting the stadium and had a stadium tour. Yeah. And the people the people recognize me who's working and make the tour tour for the coaches and stuff. Yeah. So so it warm it warmed my heart so even though they have a new stadium but it was uh, it was this time a new stadium but they're in the same place and uh, since since the game day i haven't been i haven't been back bilbao and last summer in april and in august i visited the same stadium same place again and uh, it's a memorable game it's one of the uh, most important goals i scored but somehow it lost me, uh, it took me so much nerves, uh, tears in my in my eyes and everything. So on this day, uh, I had uh, offered, before this game, I had offered already to stay three years more in Tromzo. It would have been six years. And uh, we agreed, if we're going to win this game, game, I will sign, even tie, and I will sign the contract. Because then we most likely been in a European uh, group stage. But what happened, I scored a 2-1 leading goal in the middle of second half. And, and uh, we lost in a late goals, plus oh. minutes and 86 or 93 or something like that. We lost the game. I cried and uh, I told myself, that's it. I'm yeah. moving on. Doesn't matter what the club is offering for me. Even if they gave me a fortune, I would be gone there. My decision was made after the game. I was in tears and just had to do the next uh, writing as a player. So, but uh, yes, of course, uh, great moment, great feedback from me lately. And also uh, many, many positive things from this time. Also sad things.
0: After, obviously, you said you, you rejected the contract for Trump. So you moved on to New York Red Bulls. Um, a team filled with superstars: Thierry Omri, Tim Cahill, uh, Rafael Marquez, Juan Pablo Angel. Could we put you in that superstar list as well? You were well loved out there, weren't you?
1: Yes, we can yeah. do. The, o- only, <laughs> only,
0: only, only my, only my,
1: my rating as a player, as a worldwide, and my, my, of course, my salary and rating as a worldwide was not so high. But compete with those guys was, was for me, really most challenging time in my career. And it was an honor to play with those guys. And I know how much I worked. I enjoyed to play and train with those guys against other teams. And this made me feel that I learned a lot from them. It made me extra work to do an extra work to push myself every day. And then I understood... It's not so difficult. I, I can be one of them. I'm just little Joel pair from small country Estonia. and never had a chance to play in a really top leagues. Even though when I played in Norway, I got a proposal from Stoke City uh, to get on a loan. But my coach was from AC Milan. Really tough guy, good guy. And we were playing European this uh, coming year. And he said, no, Joel, you have contract, you stay in the league. I, I think it was one of the momentums I could maybe be more ambitious and understood. But I was a team player. And same time, all the four years in my, uh, in my uh, career in MLS, I was top assist guy in, the, in my team, for sure. And also in the league, I was, I think, in top uh, five to top ten, for sure. So, so uh, I supported my team. I enjoyed playing with them. I enjoyed when I did a nice assist or something. I wasn't the goal scorer, never. Though I scored many goals. I scored still, as a
0: fact, uh, I scored even many goals for the Red Bulls. Did you, um, obviously you played consistently for Red Bull. I think you broke so many records for how many games you started in a row, how many minutes you played. You had MOS All-Star, call-ups. Would you say it was like the best time of your career there?
1: Oh yeah, Definitely. It's, I couldn't imagine when I when when I when I got into it I was in this in New York also you don't know if it's Tuesday or Saturday I just went to the games I went to the different events everything I met so many superstars in the world different sports uh, they opened red carpet many times for me and I, I was just a boy from Estonia and I, I got like I was in a in a bath in a run suddenly when it ended, everything sl- slowed down.
0: Yeah. When
1: this ended, it's like, oh, today is Tuesday. Today is Wednesday. But <laughs> yeah. before, I had no clue. It doesn't matter for me. And New York is with this, uh, also with this living style, with traffic, uh, uh, everything is uh, 24 hours. That's why they call it uh, maybe number one city in the world. So uh, this, this, uh, it, it is like this. So e- even though I was, I was on my own, own way, and this this what I can say, really, it was... Uh, maybe it was uh, this Tromsø, three years in Tromsø. Before, I was even Bulgaria, you know. And, yeah. Uh, and, but even this Tromsø, three years in the mountains, fishing, reindeers, playing there in north. Nowhere to go, really. Everything closes, 4 p.m., 6 p.m. So I think this was a preparation to go really enjoy something. And these six years, you can take it together like 3 years in with, inside the fishing area lots of salmon lots of rangers walking on the streets <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ballar pairs close by playing in a good team good level getting uh, really this education as a stone player and then stepping into the superstars uh, how can i say this drain uh, uh, so so uh, that's but so uh, that's that's the way it is so
0: would you say it was kind of like a culture shock for you going to New York? Because, you know, we're from like a, a small town in the southwest of England. And I was in Istanbul in um, November. And for me, that was like, whoa, 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 you know, like millions and millions of people just constantly walking around compared to our town of 10,000 people. You know, was that yes. like it for you going to New York? Oh,
1: that's that's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. You know, I can tell you one thing. If anybody understand this, then in Tromsø, I had like, let's say, hard practice. It uh, was quite cold there and something like that. So after training, sometimes I went out to my balcony. I lived on the first floor by the, by the sea. So I just catch trout and uh, chill, talk to my friends, family, and uh, maybe have a coffee somewhere afternoon. And when I went to New York, everything takes time. Busy, traffic, moving, going there seeing so much people have so much things to discover so so many places to go and i'm an active person and i think uh, being being in a calm uh, quiet place like tromso made me really like nice preparation now i have the energy from the nature of uh, mother of nature now i have energy for 3 years to be active 24 hours 3 years so uh, that was good so even after the games I felt really good. I had a really good preseason. I had really, uh, and and uh, I think the, the playing with the, such a profiles like Henry, Marquez, Cahill, I think the quality was higher even than uh, the trainings. Quality was higher even in the sometimes the, the league league this time of the games, you know, yeah. because we were really training good and playing well, and the quality was so high. high. So uh, so this and uh, for us, we were also other. We had Timo Tainio from a national team Finland. We had Roy Miller, a national team, Costa Rica. We had uh, two Nor- one Norwegian guy had uh, represented national team, Swedish guy who was stepping into the national team. Dane Richards, who was Jamaica national team starter. So uh, many, many, many great players and also the quality in our inside the group, was uh, raising the bar and it was easy to take into the games
0: so you played with you named all those players there you also played i think you i believe you played with a player who played for one of our local teams uh luke rogers do you have any memories of playing with him
1: yes yeah Luke. Luke moved into in our building also we had four or five players in the same building and but uh, with luke was many many uh, strange things you know he had some uh, kind of uh, document issues so even if he signed, he was not allowed into the country. Then uh, he was training separately, training somewhere. And it's, it's also ruins, you know, even if you sign the contract, you cannot ex- enter into the process like half a year. I think yeah. it took half a year. So, so it's also very difficult for a player. And, uh, and it's mentally difficult, quality, lacking of quality, everything. So he stepped in. He was a special guy. He enjoyed every moment. Yeah, I think he enjoyed himself and New York as uh, most, maybe. There was one, one or two guys who enjoyed most himself being in New York yeah. than all the, all the soccer world. But he's a good lad. He was a good lad. So he was uh, very friendly, trying to work. He wanted to show off every day. But I think he he had a uh, background issues and all these issues what was uh, taking all the most of the most of the glories away from him in the end of the day.
0: Was he better than Henri? Uh,
1: Henri is one of the greatest <laughs> player I've ever met. So as a player, I know when. Uh, it's it's not easy, but when you know that the first preseason he went to AC Milan and scored in a Champions League uh, game on a first or second touch, so how many players can do that? So he just went after the our season ended. So we went on a vacation the next week. Already plays AC Milan. He plays in a Champions League, scores in the first uh, touch uh, coming into and I mean when he his focus was high. His quality was there, and that's why he's, he's named one of the best strikers in the football history at all. So when he when he had it, he was there. He was the man.
0: So Henri's probably one of the probably the best player you've played with. Who was who would you say was the best you played against?
1: Hmm. Uh, I might say I, I always admired. I have played most of the players, even Cristiano Ronaldo. I never made, played against Messi but uh, hopefully one day i can play against them in some charity game of <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or one day but most likely not so but uh, i admired admire, admired when uh, when i was uh, playing uh, as a number 10 uh, also national team and uh, we played in uh, wembley uh, against England. I think it was the uh, second game for Wembley playing European team in uh, New Wembley. I think we lost... Uh, Mark Poom was there and uh, and we played... Uh, we lost for... Uh, we were like into the game. I could even... I made a shot and uh, was felting we are into the game. Then we got two on-goals and everything. But Steven Gerrard, I admired... you du- During the game, I admired his passing abilities. His passing was such a high class and I re- remember... I don't know which year it was, 2003, 2004, something like that. It's been 18 years ago. But I just admire his passing ability was such a high level. I remember fights with Rooney, against Rooney. We have talked with Rooney because, you know, the haircut and everything. We met many times with Estonia and yeah. and <laughs> and he's such a good lad. And uh, I like him as a player, but really... I admired uh, Steven Gerrard's passing abili- abilities and I even on a somehow just this, it's in my head. And it has been always in my head how strong quality passing he was during the game. So, so this is something special.
0: Did you ever, so you played against him, did you ever like take from watching him play, take tips and feel like, right, I can do that? Because I played in midfield as well when, well for Sunday League stuff. And I remember watching Barcelona play once on the telly and Xavi was on the ball. And the commentator said he's already looking over his shoulder before he's making his next pass. So I thought, well, I can try and do that. Obviously not as good as Xavi. But did you see Gerard and think I'm going to try and take some of his game and pull it into into mine?
1: I'm I've been following and sometimes sometimes you know I tell you to be honest, sometimes the things what we have done in Estonia a long time ago our tradition of football at all is very pure, and as you know, the fan base, the traditions, the coaching qualities, the we have out of the whole career, we have maybe two high quality players for the whole uh, uh, country today who has played in the top leagues like Ragnar Klavan, our president, and Mart Boom. So. Uh, that that's it, and I mean Finland and uh, Norway. They have more successful transitions for the before. So with Jari Litmanen and uh, uh, Solskjaer Flaws and all those guys. But it was long time ago, and our and we had one keeper plus one player uh, in the last last decade. So so, but uh, our knowledge this time long time ago I was already wrong. But uh, I see what they did, and sometimes my abilities was not anymore to uh, get into there. I, I know that they, they have done this They've, throughout their career, be successful in those things. I had other things. I, had, I think my passing feet, my crossing feet, I have been giving so many assists in the national team. My passing feet, my technique. So today I can go barefoot and uh, hit from the 18-yard box uh, line, 18-yard box uh, crossbar. If I miss the first one, I will hit the second one. Even if I haven't been in the practice for the last three, four years. So, so this is what, what you've been working. And I was lack of the right foot. But though, I have to tell you, with the one of the Norwegian uh, biggest strikers who played in La Liga and top scorers in the Norwegian League and played uh, national team of Norway, Sigurd Rushwell. When he came into the team, he was a captain, older guy. And I was younger, much younger than him. And he started to everyday practices. And I started to work with my right foot, what I was lacking and missing the whole of my career. Because I did a lot of uh, home training, breaking uh, my grandmother's greenhouse glasses, uh, hitting the garage doors, going out with friends, playing backyard uh, soccer, football. So all those things. But I used my left foot. And my left foot uh, is so good that I, if I go to training today, and the guys from youth national team 16 to 17 i'm surprising how they can be not uh, how's my week is still much better than theirs so what uh, my leg so but but this is this is something what uh, it will ne- never go away and maybe i got knowledge from them the tactical knowledge all those things but my point is i started to work in tromza before moving to new york with my right foot I learned from the best of our team, Sigurd Roswell, great goal scorer. I did with him uh, finishing, putting, just placing the ball, placing the ball every day's reputation. Suddenly, I was in Tromsø's preseason top goal scorer, and I started this to work in the first third of January, and in the middle of March, I scored five goals on a preseason. Doesn't matter, was it left or right, but it was consistent work. Consistent work every day. And I went to New York. And the goal I scored for the Red Bull Arena. I know the game cost $8 million. There was Franz Beckenbauer. Full stadium. I have my seat. The ball is there. I have my picture at Red Bull Arena. And this was an amazing call with right foot. And uh, this was, was... You can always start working. With my back issues. And uh, my body movements. I couldn't do those step-overs of the ball as a winger. Some wingers do; they do the step-overs. I couldn't never do it, and I didn't have the speed or quality of stretchment for doing this. And this was was lack of me also. And uh, if anybody did it, I couldn't do it. Even I tried to practice it, but I wasn't. It looked uh, really comic. <laughs> <laughs> then, then, then somebody will. Uh, Put me straight to Sunday League.
0: (laughs) Be playing with people like us instead. Yeah. 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 So you left America, then you just had like a brief stint in like the Czech Republic. And then you kind of retired quite young, I'd say, for a footballer. Was it 30? What age was 35, 34? 34 34-ish, I think. Yeah. Um, was it an easy decision?
1: No. Uh, I'm practicing now every day to make yeah. uh, thinking that uh, when the first team was practicing now lately also I'm running and uh, I was now in a warmer climate with the coaches, six yeah. different coaches working around in the United States, from England, uh, from Australia, from Iceland, from uh, America, so was on the grass and felt like I want to go on a field again, yeah. but uh, But the situation was that uh, in Czech Republic, there was uh, one thing. We were uh, almost our club president, got really good players. uh, Youth national team players, prospective players. Milan Baros was coming there. I was coming there, invested a lot of money, put the team together. And then suddenly, some of the guys, they got really good. They sold them and never got replacements. So uh, I left. I wanted to leave the club. And I said, I don't want to be in a club because he sold the players to top clubs, Slavia, Prague, uh, Austria, Wien, uh, Austria. Uh, Then also, one boy was from, uh, he has been before in Bolton Wanderers, so, uh, Jan Jan Gregus, then he went to FC Copenhagen. And uh, there was no replacement. The money was taken from the board and the team was left uh, with, uh, and uh, we were half of the season on the fourth place. We were really unlucky to get some losses. We even beat away Sparta Prague, big clubs in Prague, uh, and and then I saw no changes coming. And after the, I got a big head injury also. And after after the uh, few months of the getting into the second part. Uh, I saw I saw that uh, I have to leave uh, because I was really ambitious and the teammates and the team I was going into as a player was not the same from uh, just because of uh, Czech Republic team is split out on the middle of the Christmas time in January and then I started to have this uh, back issues. I knew that if I want to play with my kids, if I want to coach, if I want to run and do those things, I have to go to spine surgery. I had, I have had many huge spasms in my career and I've been even missing the planes in the airport. Just couldn't take my back and stand up. So my lower back spines... You know, some of the players have had knee issues and uh, some of the ankle issues and all those things. I never had, a, I had one ankle, but it was like a tackle, you know. But yeah. I never had any issues, knee operations. So I had my groins, but was three times operated, two times in Germany by the world best doctor in Munich, Dr. Musavec. And uh, my, I think it's all because of my lower spine was damaged. And I, I start to get uh, one of the spine pieces out and getting onto the nerves. And I didn't want to go to operation. Because I was always playing, 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 and then then uh, the retirement was already together with operation, and it was a plan. So uh, I was sometimes it happens like quickly. Okay, I don't find the club. I'm not gonna play more. I don't want to play more. And mine was like we made a step by step. I was getting more prepared for that. I'm gonna play a little bit more and see how I feel. If I maybe should keep continue, I'm gonna prepare my testimonial game for national team. And two, after that, I'm going for the spine operation. So it was it was mostly planned. But uh, though, from the day one, I've been missing the natural grass and summer good weather and being on the pre-seasons and there. So, But the doctors told me, a national team doctor, big uh, surgeon in Estonia, and, uh, and also they told me that if you want to still do Uh, activities and everything if you want to keep your back till the end of your life or somehow protect it then don't run on asphalt don't play too much on artificial grass don't stand too long in one spot so my back uh, is weak and uh, if I run on a really or make three trainings on the hard turf field on a cold weather it gets affected and I get uh, need a special treatment again so uh, also last two years in uh, United States because it's lots of traveling, lots of time frames, different stuff, so long distances. Many issues get uh, many players from Europe, top leagues, uh, even in our team. Uh, team Cahill, Team Utania, they got uh, hamstring issues. But I went two years in a row uh, for acupuncture. Every week, two years in a row, I went, went to acupuncture just to relax my back and spine muscles and, uh, and just to get... This was my treatment. So... With the hamstrings, groins, all muscles, I've been all really okay. I barely had uh, one cramp in, uh, w- maybe in two years. So, But this, this was the issue also.
0: Sad. Well, hopefully uh, everything will be all right um, yes. for the future. Talking about the Estonian national team, you got over 100 caps. A huge achievement. How would you say that compares with your career, having 100 caps for your country?
1: Yes, a lot of people admire it. it's a big achievement. And then I see then I say, as a professional, sometimes it's a uh, we have many players, more than 100 caps, and yeah. it's just lack of quality of players. So so competition. and that's why Estonia in this situation today that we're still looking, the young is stepping in, where we are in the table in the FIFA ranking, and where we are now in the group stage is everywhere. So this is obviously the result. and in Norway, you get 40 games. Or I don't know, what about Spain or somewhere else? So there is special players always. But I mean, in my eyes, I would, that's why I do everything for the youth also. That a national team or national team will be strong and there will be players really high reputation and it won't be any more 100 games. It will be 70 games maybe for Estonia. Or 75 games to get this honoured by the federation. And I know in Norway it was 40 games. I don't know what about today if you get 40 games you are the member of the like a uh, uh, really high class player and stuff like that so so for me for me there is uh, too many players around this in Estonia but of course we are we are small country and that but also if if I was more doing other things and going even not my way it could be more because in one year also I most likely didn't come to any games because of the league and MLS is different so I had people understood this who understand football who were my friends so what was really funny one of the years I think it was even 2010 the coach understood me national team is a honor to do something but you have the everyday daily work also and if you don't work or if you don't play in your club then you won't be used in a way in a national team and it's this makes and. I know many days when uh, I played uh, three o'clock at uh, maybe three o'clock one day, uh, Sunday. I played one o'clock at MLS for the Red Bulls. It was seven times, uh, seven hours time difference, or six sometimes. And then nine o'clock started a national team game, and I wasn't there because MLS schedule was in this time when I went there exactly. The game days with national team breaks, they do, didn't count them, and uh, and uh, if it was a uh, wasn't uh, and it was difficult to go the time frame, and if I played Wednesday uh, national uh, MLS and the game was Saturday, four days before the team met together, three four trainings before the game, then I had to travel back to Europe and the jet lag is seven hours long flights over lights, and then I'll be one day late there. I have two days and medically also one day per one hour to recover. And after the game, sometimes it was one game, sometimes it's two games. Then I had to go back to other jet lag and go there. And most likely when I went back after that, I'm missing the games in the league. I'm The coach is not going to use me in this. And then what's, what's the help from me for the national team? So everybody who understands a little bit, Travelling, working in uh, top clubs, they understand me. But uh, there was also haters who couldn't understand. So I'm going there, I'm doing that. And uh, now I'm not there anymore.
0: What would you say was the best game you uh, played in with Estonia? Uh,
1: The best game that I played maybe when we played Brazil home. Maybe because we lost only 1-0. They had a top team, really. I played against Mike Cohn this time, a big, big player, and they had really good team. They're coming only for one game for the Europe for the whole year. Also, I can say, let me think now, I know the hardest game ever was against uh, Croatia away. I puked on halftime. We played 0-0 qualification game against all the big stars in Croatia this time. Tavor Sukar and all those other players who was there. But the best game, I played um, it's a tough question I think nobody asked ever like this so I don't know maybe against Portugal a long time ago maybe when we were really into the game on a second uh, and we could take 1-0 lead even on the second half and uh, in the end of the game Cristiano Ronaldo as a young player came in and I played against Teco in the midfield traded jersey with him also so, so I, I think this game also might be one of the best but I have to go through with it but most memorized club game was definitely Re- Re- New York Red Bull arena opener. so it was I I first scored the first goal ever and uh, we played against Santos with Neymar and it was a, a last last half of the season when Neymar moved to Barcelona
0: Nice so
1: so and I scored the opener of the brand new arena and uh, and i'm I'm always there now.
0: Brilliant. Nice bit of history. We'll move on the wrap-up then. We're going to do quick-fire questions. we got, I think it's about 10 questions. We're going to ask you a question. No thinking on the answer. Straight out. Whatever. All right? Blue. <laughs> 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 okay, so if you could sign one player for Talina Kalev, currently playing in the Premier League, who would it be?
1: Ragnar Glavin.
0: Okay. Uh,
1: maybe next season? Uh, Messi. Because... <laughs> <Well, laughs> I, I I can explain it just because because I played against Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah. Uh, I played with Henry and everything, but I heard Messi is better in training than games. So from the players. Yeah. And I want to see his trainings. Sure. Daily by day by day, I've seen him in the game, but I want to be see him in the trainings. Yeah. That's okay. the reason.
0: We'll try sort it out for you. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> Uh, who do you think is the best player in the world currently uh, Mane okay you've kind of shocked me on that one yes <laughs> yeah <laughs> no, because
1: do- I saw that I, I just uh, had the picture on my with his he's laying on a bed with his trophy you know yeah um, yeah
0: yeah. fair and
1: enough I, yeah and, and- he's just a great lad and i yeah. was thinking there is there is okay because you you got me this mbappe also
0: <laughs> <laughs> sure. um what's your go-to snack
1: Um uh, goat i can't think okay big mac, <laughs>
0: big mac nice <laughs> if you were transformed into any animal what would you be and why
1: my dog. He has uh, such a great uh, heart and uh, he's from America and uh, from shelter. So uh, he has last last uh, weeks or last months to stay with me. He's turning nine. So uh, really sad time for me. But he has yeah. been supporting me in MLS, supporting me in Czech Republic, coming back home. And uh, he's been at the stadium so many times. So I wish I can be such a good guy as him.
0: Dogs are great, aren't they?
1: Yes. Yeah, I'm gonna cry now because uh, yeah. he got home from uh, urgent care yesterday and uh, he's staying his last time with us.
0: Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. But
1: it. okay, yeah. nothing to do. He yeah. was amazing support for me as a player. So, next one.
0: So, if you could choose one song to play every time you walked into a room for the rest of your life, what would it be? It would be from Michael Jackson,
1: something. And uh, uh, may- maybe, maybe. Maybe Michael Jackson, maybe moonwalk or something like that.
0: Yeah, yeah, nice.
1: But definitely Michael Jackson.
0: W- would you? Definitely.
1: I've seen the movie and I have uh, all the albums and everything. So,
0: would you do the moonwalk into the room at the same time as well? I uh, know I'm too, I'm not flexible.
1: Everybody knows me. Even no. Stone, I'm not flexible. I'm. Okay. I will be like the worst comedian to doing the moonwalk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, would you rather travel to the past or the future? Uh to past and change the things what I could do better at this time.
0: What would you change?
1: Things where I could do better as a athlete and my career and everything so where I could have options or do something change small details because I'm trying to be really detailed. Also, every detail counts to be a high-profile player. Even my my players who has gone to top leagues like FC Porto or AS Roma. But I know how make how much work makes to make every small detail change to become best of the best. And uh, I was not the guy, or I didn't have the knowledge to do that. Today, I know have the knowledge. I know the things. And if I go back uh, myself as a player or a professional player even, I would change some things and uh, try if it works out. And I, I, I'm quite sure it would work out. Past with the making, starting with some things, making the changes.
0: What would you choose as your last meal on earth and it's not allowed to be a Big Mac? Uh,
1: my own barbecue. I'm a, I like Estonian barbecue because I was also living 10 years away and Estonian summer barbecue. And I like to uh, cook the meat, and even I tried it uh, back in the winter time in uh, America, USA. But I'm a quite good uh, chef uh, cooking the meat in a grill uh, in Estonia and my
0: own barbecue. How much does the amount of traffic affect your mood?
1: Uh, n- not too much I was getting used with it so uh, when, I, when you're being in a different environment you somehow start to accept all the different. in Norway there was 4 cars uh, in 1 hour uh, in Czech Republic there was uh, in a winter time no cars at all so where I stayed and in New York there was traffic and uh, I had to count to training if I'm going from 25 minutes to 1.5 hour so it's a quite big time frame. and when you are in a different environment, you have to start to accept those things that somebody's rushing somebody. Sometimes it's traffic, sometimes it's not. Sometimes I'm late, so I'm better. I'm better uh, putting a blame on myself that I should avoid situations when I don't have to rush in traffic, but also. Traffic. I'm I'm a little bit claustrophobic, and the traffic's in metros or trains or like peak concerts or games, like in a tunnels or somewhere. But th- this traffic gets me crazy. People and, traffic. Uh, I I'm trying to avoid it. Yeah. It gets me claustrophobic and crazy, and I can can get nuts. Uh, I have to get out. So so on this. So yes.
0: Uh, what's your worst habit?
1: Worst habit is. Uh, to do five things in one time. My wife tells me also. So uh, maybe worst habit is that uh, somebody is calling me, I'm telling him something, then other, other people, and I'm already... Somebody is asking me to do everything, or email coming in, and I'm trying to... My worst habit is that to be, to run the club, you have too many issues and everything. So my habit is to help everybody to be involved in everything. So this is the worst habit.
0: Sure. And the last one, what's your favorite word? So like an Estonian word or an English word? Makister Nikes. (laughs) Okay.
1: It it don't mean nothing. No. But uh, when I play with my kids, we tell sometimes this word. Nobody understand it. Nobody understand it. <laughs> and it's so funny. And uh, sometimes we just cuddle with the boys. And I have twin sons. And I have three sons. So sometimes yeah. we cuddle and do that. So nobody ever heard it before. And nobody understand what it means. And it's because of me and my sons. My so twin what, boys. So what is it again? Magister Nikes. Okay.
0: <laughs> sure. Brilliant. Anyway, Joel, thank you for coming on. You know, when when we started this podcast last year, we didn't think, you know, we'd ever get anyone like you to appear on and speak with just, you know, a couple of brothers from England. Um, you know, we are honoured. Um, we were very nervous before the start of it. You know, it was like, cool, you know. Don't, Joel don't worry. Yeah.
1: Don't worry. <laughs> Next time we have a beer together and we... <laughs> I'm sitting in a bar and you're sitting in a bar and you still have you need to have still the Estonian flag behind so yeah (laughs) Yeah. that's great that's great
0: so yeah we're coming out to Estonia in um, April to catch a Kalaf game providing the fixtures don't don't change yeah we're looking forward to that
1: definitely you're welcome as my guest
0: (laughs) thank you very much yeah thank you for coming on we really appreciate it good luck for the season hopefully it goes well as successful as it can be yeah.
1: Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys, inviting me. And uh, hopefully, nothing will change here in this world, in this, this random world. And I'll see you in April. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Thank, yeah. You okay. much, Thank you very much, Joe.
0: Thank you, Joe. Bye. Cheers. Thank you. Bye Cheers. Cheers. Okay. Okay. bye.